I just wanted to say thank you so much for choosing to start your podcast and to talk about you um, and your opinions about um, the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And not in a, a negative way. I, I really appreciate the positivity and the desire to to not judge and to not um, and to not be angry with it. And I just because I'm going through this um, certain awakening or spiritual journey that I feel that the a lot of the church teachings don't quite resonate with me anymore. And I was, I've been trying to look for different spiritual podcasts that could help me. Um, and I found yours and I absolutely love that you tie so much in from the church because I really think it's, it's a different experience leaving the church, not, not just leaving Christianity or leaving like a, a certain other church, but leaving the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's it's so different because, especially for those of us who have grown up in that, in this church, um, in that church ever since we were little and you've been indoctrinated with all of these things that seem to be so, so much a part of you. And it's kind of, it's a hard journey to leave that because you feel like you're leaving your identity behind in a way and trying to figure out who you really are. Um, so I really am so excited for many more episodes to come. And I loved what you said about those temple, uh, temple recommend interview questions. Um, I really see eye to eye on so many things like that. And I mean, I, you know, I still have my own opinions, which is so good. I think we should all have our individual beliefs and opinions, but I was just so very grateful that I found your podcast and could relate to it so well, um, especially because I'm still in this new, the new phases of this change or this awakening of sorts that, that honestly you kind of go through this this the stages of grief like leaving a church like this behind because it is such a big part of your life and then all of a sudden you know maybe it's not but I love that you look at it in a way that's not angry because I I kind of feel that right now where I'm you know I'm it's still new and I'm kind of like well why did they teach me that I didn't agree with that or why did I not say no? Or, you know, just different things. And then I, I kind of project my anger onto the church. And I look up to you so much for trying to be that happy ex-Mormon, the, the person that can take the good from what they've learned and add on to that with certain things that relate to your spirit and that resonate with your spirit. So I am just so excited for more episodes to come. Um, and I'm so happy to support this podcast. So thank you for your words and your wisdom. Um, and I will be listening more. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Hey there, Abby. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to record this message and share it to share it with me. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about it. Like you, you said right at the start that you wanted to thank me for starting this podcast. So you may or may not know this about me. I've been podcasting since 2009 in the ex-Mormon space. And I started with a podcast called Mormon Expression. And I've mostly been doing Infants on Thrones. I've done several others along the way. I, I did one... I, I don't know if any of these are still out there to find or not. But I, I did one for a while on the HBO series Big Love. It was called Unofficial Big Love. And I did that with my sister and then three other friends, one of which became one of the infants, uh, Bob Caswell, Infants on Thrones. Um, I've done podcasts. I, I do one called Mythologi, which I haven't published anything new on for quite a while, but there's 20 or 30 episodes that are just myths that I have read and produced and put out there without really any commentary on them. I do the Bathing with God podcast, which is recent because of the, the book that I wrote called Bathing with God. Uh, I did one called The Enneagram Sandbox. I think I've only got three episodes of that. Anyway, so, yeah, I've been, I've been creating podcasts. I've been doing this for a long time. And in October 2019, I had this great idea because I was looking at Infants on Thrones. And, and Infants on Thrones is where me and several of my friends really played around with the anger of leaving the church and the ridicule and the mockery and the judgment and the criticism and all of these things that you're saying you're glad that I'm not doing here on this podcast. <laughs> I'm too sexy for wickedness, too sexy for wickedness, it never was happiness. Happiness, I'm too sexy for compassion, too sexy for compassion, so-called tolerance must be wrong. And all of these things that you're saying, you're glad that I'm not doing here on this podcast. Because <laughs> I, I spent Infants on Thrones doing that, listening back to it, and then reflecting on it, going, is this really exactly the way that I want to make my mark on the world? And so I thought, you know, I just sound like an angry ex-Mormon. I, I don't like that trope of angry ex-Mormons. I don't, I don't like the thought that, you know, you leave the Mormon church, you just become angry and bitter and criticizing. I don't want that to be me. So I don't want to be an angry ex-Mormon. I want to be a happy ex-Mormon. Hey, maybe I should start a podcast called The Happy Ex-Mormon. So I got really gung-ho and I, I did those first two episodes and then nothing for almost a year and a half. I'd forgotten, honestly, that I had this Happy Ex-Mormon podcast out here. And... I don't even know what made me go back and look at it, but I went, oh yeah, I even set up an email address for it. And I went and I looked and lo and behold, there were four or five emails from listeners that had come in since I had set that up in the last year and a half. And I just didn't even know about it. One of them was a guy that my dad baptized on his mission when he was in England in the 1960s. And my dad and I share the same name, Glenn Oslin, Dow Glenn Oslin. I'm the second, like Alma the Younger. And so this guy heard it, reached out. Um, anyway, so I, I, I just recently, within the last week, remembered that I had this podcast. And then, again, lo and behold, the day after I go back, I get this message from you. So thank you, Abby. <laughs> I think I'm going to start doing more episodes of the Happy Ex-Mormon podcast. Another thing that's really interesting is uh, a woman named Lindsay 
started a podcast that she wanted to call the Happy Ex-Mormon Podcast, but she was so frustrated because the domain was taken. So she created the Happy Exmo Podcast. And I just recently connected with, I think that's what happened, is that she friended me on Facebook and I was talking with her and went, wait, you've got a podcast called the Happy Exmo? I did the Happy Ex-Mormon. She's like, that was you? So anyway, she and I are going to be doing an interview together next week, which I'm looking forward to. She's a life coach. Uh, I've become a life coach. And, you know, really, I'm really interested in helping myself, first and foremost, not be an angry ex-Mormon, being able to look for the good, to find the gratitude, and really shift those, those feelings. Not because I think there's anything bad with the anger. There's quite a bit of value that can come from having that. And I think there's quite a bit of self-harm that we can do if we repress and suppress those emotions and deny them. Because then we just end up projecting them on other people without really dealing with what we're carrying around. So I've become a life coach and helping people do that who are interested in doing that. And I've also gone back to school to become a therapist. I'm getting a master's of science in clinical mental health counseling. So it's about two years of schoolwork and then some uh, interning at different places. Starting this late in my life, but you know, I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, I wanted to thank you, Abby, um, and comment on a couple of the th- these things that you said. You know, you, you mentioned leaving the church. And I'm going to split hairs a little bit with you. I don't think that we ever really leave the church. Like, a- everything that we ever experienced in our lives, we can never hit Control-Alt-Delete and just erase that from our minds. Our, our, our minds are, you know, you could think of it in these two different categories. There's the things that are conscious that we're aware of, and then there's the subconscious part that is massive. Like the most part of our brain. You know like how people say, oh, we only use 3% of our brain? Or you, maybe you've heard that kind of talk before. I mean, th- those are guesses, they're estimations. It's not really scientifically valid. But what it's referring to that I think is scientifically valid is that there's this massive part of our brains that is not conscious. It's, it's on um, automatic. And it's the part that beats our heart and regulates the hormones in our bodies and grows all of the trillions of cells that we have and makes sure that they're communicating with each other and everything's in harmony that we need to have life. And there's just so much that our subconscious mind is doing. And over the course of our life, anything we see, hear, feel, taste, touch is recorded and stored in our minds and in our subconscious. So any new thing that we come across, we look at it and, and subconsciously we're doing this comparison of what is this new thing that's coming in? How does it compare with similar things I've had in the past? Was this a good experience or a bad experience or a scary thing or a beneficial thing? And this stuff's going on all the time. Subconsciously, we're not aware of it. And so any experience that we've ever had in the church, any lesson that we ever had, interactions that we had with people, it's all in there. We're carrying it around with us. So we never really leave that anywhere. It's just we, we shift. We, we make a change. It's, it's like an acorn that's planted in the ground that's growing into some kind of a tree. And we're always in the process of growing. And we have some kind of control of to what type of tree we want to grow into. Do we want to be an angry ex-Mormon tree or do we want to be a happy ex-Mormon? Or maybe even stay in the church, and, but with more peace of mind 
because it's not, like I couldn't do that at the time when I was leaving the church. It, I was just so frustrated all the time and angry all the time and blaming other people because I thought that it was other people that I was upset with. I didn't realize that it was these things in my own mind that I was carrying around that was causing me the discomfort. It took a long time to figure that out. And again, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this happy ex-Mormon podcast. So there's a lot more that I could say here in response to what you said, Abby, but mainly I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for taking the time and sending the message. It was lovely to hear your voice and allowing me to use this on the podcast. I hope that other listeners, you know, there's not a ton of listeners here. How could there be? I put out two episodes a year and a half ago and I haven't been uh, feeding this thing. But but as as this grows and other people are attracted to it, I hope that Others will also take the time to record a message and send it to me. And let's just have a conversation. We can do that. And we can reach out from wherever we are, whenever we are, and interact in weird ways that were not possible 15, 20 years ago, let alone, you know, hundreds of years ago. So what I'm going to share today on the episode is something that I recorded back in August of 2019. It was one of the reasons that I wanted to do this Happy Ex-Mormon podcast in the first place. I went to a retreat in California that was put on by Alan Cohen, and I had signed up to become a life coach, and there was a class of about 25, 30 people, and uh, it, it was a program that took several months. And we had this, this retreat where we all met and learned about life coaching, practiced with each other, and did a lot of mindfulness exercises. It's holistic life coaching is, the, is what that means. So we're not trying to force anything onto anybody, but learning how to really reflect back to a person what it is that they care about, what it is that's bothering them. Let the other person hear through someone else, like become a mirror to them and let them hear and kind of make the evaluation. Oh, is is this really what I want? Is this really who I am? And just kind of help coaching through that. I've loved it. I've loved it. So anyway, what I recorded was after we did a guided meditation in the morning and I went to this unexpected place that you're going to hear about. I started picturing from the Book of Mormon, Lehi's vision, the tree of life. And thinking about, you know, what does it mean that this delicious fruit of this tree that I eat and I want to share with other people is the condescension of God. It's the love of God. It's the love of living life. And why don't I focus more on that part of what the Book of Mormon is teaching than on some of these other things that I can pick apart, like there weren't horses (laughs) or there wasn't iron or whatever all of these other anachronisms are. There's still some value in this text that is in my mind that I'm carrying around with me. What is it? I want to explore that. So that's what you're going to hear today. And again, thank you, Abby, for reaching out and helping breathe new life into this podcast. And uh, I encourage you to share it with others. I hope that this podcast will be something that whether you're a believing Mormon or you're an ex-Mormon, you could listen to this just because you're curious and just because you want to learn things and then then I'm not going to say anything that is going to insult you or grate against your nerves or make you think that I think that you're stupid 
uh, I want to put all of that behind me. So here you go. Here is my guided meditation. And thank you for listening to the Happy Ex-Mormon Podcast. I just experienced a really powerful 30-minute guided meditation. I'm at a retreat right now from Monday to Friday with an author and a life coach named Alan Cohen. And there's about 27 other people here with me and they're from all over, all over the place. There's probably seven or eight people from India, which is really cool getting to know them. It's a woman from Sweden who actually lives in Mallorca, Spain, and people from all over the U.S. There's a Japanese guy who lives in Canada. And so we went in this morning, 7.30. We start each morning with some form of mindfulness exercise. And today was a guided meditation that Alan led us through. And and it was just a, a powerful exploration of my own imagination. And what I really liked about it was how general of a structure and an outline Alan provided and allowed my own imagination to fill in the details. So he started off by saying, you know, relaxing us, sitting in our chairs, eyes closed, deep breathing. So picture yourself at a field or forest, someplace that is important to you, that's beautiful to you. And, and I pictured, I kind of like scrolled through a few different locations in my imagination. I thought about um, a desert trail that I've hiked several times. But where I settled on was Ogle Lake in just outside of Bloomington, Indiana. And it's a place I I sat at that lake and I recorded the spring general conference episode that really wasn't a general conference episode (laughs) for Infants on Thrones, but was a kind of deconstruction of the Ronald E. Pullman talk. Anyway, so I pictured Ogle Lake. And it's one of the most beautiful places I know. Just peaceful. I have a lot of good memories there. And then Alan said, okay, now walk from there and you see like a field, a spacious field. And so I pictured that. And in the center of the field there's some kind of a building or a structure. And he started naming different structures. 
Like maybe it's a cathedral, maybe it's a castle, maybe it's a little zen structure. What I pictured was a tree. It's what I've always pictured as Lehi's dream, the tree of life. And as I've been ruminating more and more over the shadow of the Lamanite, you know, rewriting of First Nephi, at least. I was picturing this tree. I was picturing what it looked like. I was picturing the, the canopy of the branches. And what was really cool is I pictured this tree, and as I would hear Alan talk about these different structures, the tree would change its shape. And it could be a temple or a cathedral or a little Zen hut or any other number of structures. And I watched it as the branches of the tree and the trunk of the tree kind of morphed into this. It was the coolest, you know, it's kind of like I pictured uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle at Disneyland, but it was all made out of these gnarled tree branches. And it was just like that for an instant. But anything that I wanted to imagine, any shape, it could become that. And as I walked closer to it, he said, now there's two beings that are there. And I looked at them, and one of them was me, and the other one was Cammie. And, and of course, all of this stuff is inspired by my own upbringing, my own experiences. So it was very... Mormon temple-esque in white kind of glowing translucent and I, I was uh, I was about the same age version of me maybe a little bit older I had a beard of course <laughs> like Joseph Smith saw for Elohim and Jehovah in the sacred grove but it was me and you know so Alan said now these these two beings they you know you you walk into the structure which for me was under the canopy of this tree and these two beings that are there and he said that there's a an altar or a table and on this table there are are three items three boxes three gifts each one of these is a gift for you and you know, imagine what it is that that box is made out of. And, and very much like the way that the tree could become any kind of shape, th these, these three boxes then became any kind of shape that I pictured. And, you know, as he was talking, he said, maybe it looks like a treasure chest. Maybe it looks like a, uh, you know, wooden box. Maybe it's made out of onyx. Um, it could be any of those things. And these gifts are all for you. And go to the first one and open it and look into it. And the thing that I saw when I looked into that first box, I just saw faces. And I saw the face of my dad and I saw the face of my mom. And it was kind of like the pensieve from Harry Potter. In a way. 
where if I, if I stuck my face into the box, what I could do is I could see the world through my dad's eyes or my mom's eyes. And inside of that box was every single living human being that I could imagine and every one that I couldn't. And as I thought about what that gift meant, what it meant to me was that the energy that has come together at this point in time to form me for however many years I live on this planet, that, that energy is the same energy that forms every other single human being on this planet. And when I die, that energy goes back into being part of this <laughs> quantum field energy that it's always a part of. It's all, it always is. And, you know, this, this meat puppet body, this mask, whatever, is the, the result of this energy. Just like it's the result of... So just like every living person is the result of this energy. And that's, that's kind of what it meant to me. So the gift was recognizing that common nature between myself and every other person and that at my true essence, at this energetic essence, it does experience existence every moment, every, every emotion as every single person who lives or ever has lived or ever will live. And that was the content of my first box as I was contemplating that. And then it came time to look into the second box. And in the second box, when I opened it, what I saw was, it was kind of like a pair of glasses maybe like a virt virtual reality goggles. And when I put these on, I was able to experience, much like in the first box where it was experiencing, um, you know, looking at the world through the eyes of, a, of, a, of another human being. In the second box, it was being able to experience existence through everything that is not human, <laughs> everything else which includes animals, which includes rocks, which includes pieces of plastic, which includes just all kinds of different things that this energy that forms, creates all reality around us. It's not just creating humans, it's creating everything that we are and that we see. And that just like in the case of the first box, that energy, which is me and is everyone, is also able to experience everyone and everything. And that that's what consciousness is, that consciousness is an awareness. I mean, consciousness is awareness. And it's, a, it's an acute awareness. By experiencing direct experience of every single thing that there is to experience. 
And it was it was just a really powerful thought that brought tears to my eyes as I thought about it this way. And then I moved to this, the third box. And when I opened the third box, it was this small little nebulous cloud that was just kind of morphing. It was just pulsating. And it was just pure potential. And it was the combination of every possible combination or series of combinations of the first two boxes. <laughs> so anything that could possibly be imagined into existence by combining any and all of the contents of the first two boxes, that was the third box. And it just represented infinite potential and an infinite existence and continued expanding awareness and creation just unlimited unlimited possibility and then Alan said there's a there's a imagine a column of light and step into that light and let that be a light of healing you know, feel yourself in that light. And as I pictured myself stepping into this column of light, it was almost, I mean, kind of like a Star Trek, um, you know, like teleportation thing, almost. Because what, what, what I did, you know, this light to me represented just this concentrated, intelligent cosmic energy that already is me and everything else like I had experienced with those those boxes but now as I'm stepping into the light I could morph and change myself into anything or anyone and the first person that I became when I stepped into that light was my ex-wife um, <laughs> and looking at my arms and my hands and my face and going, okay, now I'm experiencing life as my ex-wife, the mother of my three children. And what are her deepest fears? What are her deepest worries? What are her deepest concerns? What is the way that she views the world? And how does she view me as a piece in that? And it was just like this little brief little brief taste of that because then I realized I could do that with my children and so I morphed into my 15 year old son and then my 19 year old daughter and my 22 year old daughter and then I started morphing into other people that I knew and, and those same kinds of questions what are the fears what are the concerns what are the worries what are the hopes what are the desires what are the particular ways of viewing the world from each of these people. And, um, you know, this was, this was all 
my imagination. Again, it was nice that the framework that Alan provided in this guided meditation was so general. I haven't talked with anyone else in the group yet to see what other people imagined throughout this. But uh, after this column of, of healing light that you know, Alan then said, okay, now we're going to, we're, we're going to leave and we're going to come back and, you know, just remember that this place that you visited is, you always have access to and whatever healing you experienced, you always have access to it. And, and to me, the healing is the, the feeling of oneness. And, and it was kind of a, a release of concern for other people and the way that they experience reality and more of a hyper-focus just on, you know, the, the, the portion of that eternal energy that is me, that's my stewardship, to use another Mormon term. And of course there's interaction, there's influence, but your portion of that energy is yours. You know, my ex-wife's is my ex-wife's, my children's is my children's. And it's something that we all benefit from together at that energetic level. We all, we, we all morph in and out of those forms of that, that energy. So it was, it was healing in that sense of recognizing that all of the experiences, all of the good, all of the bad, are experienced by all in their place and in their time and through direct physical, visceral experience and that there is, in the case of that third box, so much more, anything that's possible to imagine that can be experienced directly. And uh, it was just a really cool experience. I just felt really, I felt, I felt an awe and a reverence and a comfort from that. So I wanted to share that with you. So that's what I'm doing right now. And 18 minutes and 28 seconds, boom. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Tao, a.k.a. the Happy Ex-Mormon Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give the podcast a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes or on whatever podcasting service you use. Now, this episode that you're listening to is, as always, a labor of love, and creating it is, as always, my absolute joy and pleasure. Now, I do need to make a living, however, so if you find this podcast to be entertaining, thought-provoking, or valuable to you in any way, Please flex your gratitude muscles by thanking me for my efforts with a direct donation in the amount of your choosing. Donation details can be found on my website, happyxmormon.com. I am also a certified holistic life coach and a mental health counselor in training. And it would be my absolute pleasure to help coach you towards a greater self-directed sense of peace and fulfillment in your life. Let a master folklorist help you discover where you are in your own hero's journey and let me help you become more aware of the ways that you author your own life. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, please visit the website happyxmormon.com and reach out. Special thanks to the brilliant musical artist Diderda 
for allowing the use of his amazing remix of the Beatles song Because. And an even more special thank you to each of you listeners for co-creating this work with me. If there are questions that you have about today's episode, comments that you have, or any areas where you want to challenge or push back, why not take a few minutes to record something on your phone in your own voice and email it to me. Include your name and your location, and I'll give you a shout-out, and I'll respond to you directly on the podcast. Details can be found at happyxmormon.com. It's my hope and prayer that you will find calm, peaceful shelter in the midst of all of life's storms. And, if possible, even enjoy the rolling sound of thunder as it pours. 